What's up, Palm Queens? Welcome to the Palms Up Podcast, where we help former pro team dancers and cheerleaders look and feel like themselves again through uplifting conversation and inspiring personal stories. I'm your host, Jada Davis. Hey there, Palm Queens. Today is a solo episode and it is titled, Why? I am a big, firm believer in the idea that everything we do must, should, and it has a purpose. Um, so hopefully during today's episode, I encourage you to dig deep to find your why. Um, and this applies to almost every you know aspect of life. But today we're focusing more on you know self worth and your uh, body image. You know, in preparation for another episode that will be coming um, in two weeks. So. Let's go ahead and dig into why. Everything that we do must have a purpose and you must live purposely and decide what your big rocks are. What are big rocks? Before a couple years ago, I didn't know or I had never heard of the term or the idea or the story of big rocks. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you the story. I'm going to read it off to you. Um, And before I do that, just letting you know, big rocks are the things that you value the most. They help fulfill your life purpose and goals. So here's the story of big rocks. So one day a professor stood in front of his class of students and said, okay, time for a quiz. Then he pulled out a one gallon wide mouth mason jar and set it on a table in front of him. Then he produced about a dozen fist sized rocks and carefully placed them one at a time into the jar. When the jar was filled to the top and no more rocks could fit inside, he asked, is this jar full? Everyone in the class said, yes. Then he said, really? He reached under the table and pulled out a bucket of gravel. Then he dumped some gravel in and shook the jar, causing pieces of the gravel to work themselves down into the spaces between the big rocks. Then he smiled and asked the group once more, is the jar full? By this time, the class was on to him. Probably not, one of them answered. Good, he replied, and he reached under the table and brought out a bucket of sand. He started dumping the sand in until the jar was filled to the brim. Then he looked up at the class and asked, what is the point of this illustration? One student raised his hand and said, the point is, no matter how full your schedule is, if you try really hard, you can always fit some more things into it. No, the speaker replied. That's not the point. The truth this illustration teaches us is if you don't put the big rocks in first, you'll never get them in at all. I don't know about you, but this really hit home for me. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a planner nerd, like hard copy. I don't do a lot of digital calendars. I'm trying to do a little better, but I love pen and paper. I love writing everything down, um, making pretty layouts, using stickers, the whole shebang. It's something about putting pen to paper that makes things real and it etches them into my head. Clicking a button or tapping on a screen doesn't engrave a thought, idea, plan into my brain like writing it down does. So I realized about 80 to 90% of what I write down and put down in my planner was mostly 
what you call these pebbles and sand or this gravel and sand. The gravel are things that hold value, you know, like your car, your favorite hobby, but they're usually pretty temporary and you can probably live without them. They're important, but they aren't necessarily a priority. Sand is more of filler stuff, the fluff. It's your material possessions, errands, appointments, activities that don't really add any value to your life. Things like, you know, scrolling down on Instagram or playing Diner Dash on your phone for an hour every day. And what I'm trying to get at is that you have to figure out your big rocks and prioritize them above all else because you won't be able to spend time nurturing them and building them up if you fill all of your time and your energy with the gravel and sand of your life. It just won't fit. So everyone's big rocks, of course, will look a bit different. Like my big rocks in no particular order are family, health, and spirituality. Again, these big rocks can be anything. It could be your career. It could be um, friends. It could be dance. It could be whatever it is that you feel helps you or feeds your feeds your soul, fills your cup, helps you fulfill the purpose of your life. And so after you have your big rocks, that's when you're able to give space and time and energy for other things. But you have to prioritize what your big rocks are. When we decide that we are going to devote 80 to 90% of our time and energy to our big rocks versus 10 to 20%, our entire mindset, our mind frame, everything that we do from then on out is going to shift. So a lot of us tend to put our time and energy into our gravel or our sand. Let's say I'm, I, I spend a lot of time on social media and I constantly see, you know, these Instagram models, these fitness gurus, these, and the things that they're doing, how they look, how they're living their lives. And we're longing for that. And we spend all this time and, and envy and guilt and shame and insecurity. And that takes over our lives. And then so we spend our time acting on those things versus on things that are truly important. So instead of deciding that you're going to pursue something that feeds your your health, improves your spirituality, deepens your connection with your family, you spend your time figuring out ways to look like Sally Mayhew on Instagram or trying to achieve the life that she has. And that can put you in a really dark place. A lot of us use food and exercise as the scapegoat in in those feelings. So we blame, you know, our negative relationship with food or our dissatisfaction with our bodies for our feelings, those negative feelings that I mentioned, you know, those that frustration, that guilt, that shame, the envy and insecurity. And it's like, why are these things happening to you? Why do you feel the way that you do? And it's like, you've got to deal with that big stuff, the why. Why are these things happening to you? Why do you feel the way you do? Mostly it's because you're spending too much time in the gravel and sand and you're not prioritizing your big rocks. So like dancers, us, we are 
taught from a very young age what the dancer body looks like, what healthy looks like. Most people see it in, you know, get it from your families and your peers and TV, magazines back in the day. Now it's, you know, Instagram and TikTok and Facebook. And we get these images of of what should be, of what was quote unquote perfect. And now it's kind of like real is, is underrated and undesirable. We are, we are taught and shown how we're supposed to look, how we're supposed to eat. And then they're reaffirmed when we decide that we're going to change the way we look or work on the way we look so that we don't feel less than and that we're accepted by others. And it's just, it's, it's extremely problematic because everybody is different. Every person is different. Every person's body is different. And again, like this age of social media has made things so much worse. And don't get me wrong, social media is a really good thing for, you know, networking, quote unquote, meeting and communicating with other people. I've met a lot of awesome, inspirational women through social media. Um, This podcast is considered social media. We receive, you know, immediate access to news and information and we can share our thoughts, our creative selves, and again, be inspired by others. But on the other hand, being immersed in social media, you know, so much and so often, again, you're getting that highlight reel and it can, you know, mess with your mind and it goes on and on and on. So just a quick story. Uh, a couple years ago, I had gotten really good at identifying people and accounts that triggered me. And it, you know, it was, it was a risk to my mental and emotional health and my well-being at that moment. Again, like this can shift over time. You have to do what's best for you in that moment. So sometimes, you know, where I felt like, oh, this really caught my eye. Like I'm, you know, in awe and admiration and, you know, you'd follow it. And so I kind of got pretty good at being like, oh, wow, this is really cool. But I'm not going to like I can, you know, just double tap and keep it moving. I don't have to follow. I don't need to invite that into my space on the regular. But one day, you know, I came across some of you may have heard of her, seen her videos. I'm pretty sure you have um, Autumn Miller, an amazing, amazing dancer. Her technique, skill set, flexibility, all that is amazing, obscene in the most <laughs> complimentary way possible and you know again I saw her and I was like wow like she's amazing all these videos are amazing like the artistry like everything is just so amazing and so I followed her just like you know I followed a ton of other great dancers out there and it was okay for a while but it started to get to the point you know seeing her with all this technique and drills it started to trigger this insecurity that i had inside of me at that moment or in that time because again you know i'm still working on it but this was you know this like i can i can handle watching autumn miller videos now like it's okay but at that time you know it started started to make me feel pretty down and i was insecure in my abilities. I had never, I started thinking about how I had never been able to do any of the things that she was doing in those videos, how I started going in the past. I wish my mother put me in dance classes growing up. I wish I was able to learn those things. You know, I'm, I might have been 
somewhere, you know, in the same realm and level of Autumn Miller. And so I was, you know, beating myself up every time I saw these videos. And I was I started to feel again inadequate in my body, its abilities, and as a dancer overall. And when I noticed these feelings and thoughts creeping in, it was like, wow, like I need to unfollow her. It's not a good time for me to I'm not in a good place emotionally and mentally to be in constant contact or have her videos shown to me every day, every other day. And again, don't get me wrong. It's great to have people to look up to for people for you to look up to um, and that inspire you. But we also have to be realistic in that and be realistic with ourselves and where we are in that moment. And whether we realize it or not, seeing those images, those videos day in and day out again of these, you know, Seeing your, even just your friends, your old teammates that are still cheering, posting their game day photos and, you know, all glammed up to the nines. Other, you know, again, IG models and they'll start to have an effect on our psyche. We start to envy these women and the perfect, quote unquote, perfect life that they seem to have, the perfect life, the perfect body. And we start asking ourselves, why can't I look like her? Why don't I have those things? Oh, I want to be her so bad. Like Maybe if I do this workout every four to five days or maybe if I eat X, Y, and Z. And it's time to move our egos to the side. Own up to our insecurities. Identify where they come from and take action in order to find contentment within ourselves. No one is perfect. No matter what anyone else may try to tell you, people love to only show the highlights. We know this is I've said it time and time again. Other people have said it time and time again. Instagram is a highlight reel. There's angles, there's lighting, there's filters, which are first of all, filters are getting out of hand. All this stuff contribute to that facade. So it's like, who are these people really? Most of them are just like you and me. Most of these women are also just longing to be accepted and desired. Again, like one of those questions I asked, and it's like, you know, maybe if I do this workout every day, maybe I can look like her. And you have to ask yourself, again, like the title of this podcast, why? Like, why am I doing this? How does it feel to me? How does it make me feel? Do I enjoy it? So example, I'm going to decide to do cardio four to five times a week. Ask yourself, why? Why are you doing this? Um, to lose weight. Why? Um, so I can look like I did when I was on the team, when I was cheering. Why? Because I felt I looked really good then. You know what's coming next? Why? <laughs> I felt confident in my uniform and, you know, Maybe you also got tons of attention and praise from others. Hey, so the truth is coming out. Confidence and validation is what you're really seeking. But newsflash, you can gain confidence without the validation of others and without trying to look like you did when you were on the team because you're not on the team anymore. You're not the same person. You're not going to look the same. Looking for that, that validation to say that I'm good enough, I'm worthy, I'm beautiful, 
And it's like, but you are already all of that and more accepted and desired no matter what you're going through or what you look like. And, you know, you may not believe in God, but I do. And God is longing for you to find peace and reassurance in him. You are a child of God and a force to be reckoned with. Psalms 139, 14 says, I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made just as you are. Your body is an amazing machine capable of the unimaginable, designed and orchestrated to breathe on its own without thought, to allow transportation from place to place, maybe bust out a dance move every now and again. I mean, hey, and as women, we're equipped with the ability to create and support life. Like that alone should make you feel confident in your body and your capabilities. It will take work, but changing your mindset to replace years of negative feelings and emotions that you develop towards yourself with positive ones will drastically increase your self-worth and esteem, not to mention your overall mental health will improve. So once you start to work on what's going on inside your heart and mind, other things like food and exercise can be like utilized and enjoyed. Otherwise, we're just fighting against ourselves and getting nowhere. Like there's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to improve yourself. Just make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. So like another example, and I'm using my personal story. I wanted to audition for another team. Go ahead. Ask me why. Why? Because I love dancing and it makes me happy. Why? When everything else is array and out of whack, dance is the constant. So are you not happy right now? (sighs) No. Why? How can you be happy right now where you are? And I had to ask myself that. Yeah. Other people were there to ask me the whys of why I wanted to audition to another team. And when we got down to why I'm not happy, I had to ask myself why I wasn't happy and how I could be happy right where I am, not moving to another state, not auditioning for another team. Dance could still bring me happiness without being on a team. Maybe you're saying like, nah, that's not me. I'm already confident. I don't have no problems with my body. I just want to be stronger. I want to perform better. I want to be able to continue to dance, jump and play for years to come. And that's awesome. I'm clapping it up, patting you on the back, but everyone is not there. And even if you do feel that way and you're just like, oh no, I want to be stronger. I want to be stronger. And it's like, cool, but you know, how does it feel to you? Do you enjoy it? Is it contributing to a big rock for you? If those answers aren't great and yes, then you have some work to do. I challenge you today while you're scrolling through your social media feed While you find yourself having these negative self-thoughts, I want you to ask yourself, is this helping me or harming me? And if it's not lifting you up or makes you feel bad about yourself, find a way to switch that around to a positive, unfollow that person or that account on social media, and make this an ongoing habit for you to evaluate and reevaluate and reevaluate the company that you keep and entertain. I have a free worksheet. If you want to complete it after listening to this podcast, 
um, episode to help you assess your relationship with yourself and your body, why you feel the way you do, and steps that you can take to transition and work from self-awareness in those feelings into self-management in the day-to-day. The link will be in the show notes. Um, That's all for today. Again, look forward to this next episode. We're talking more about body image and um, with a special guest. Yes, so get excited and I will see you next time. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Pops Up Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or the podcast in general, subscribe, follow us on Instagram at Palms Up Health and Fitness, leave us a review, and or share this episode with a friend, a former teammate, or anyone else you think would be interested. Your support helps Palms Up reach, encourage, and empower more alumni. See you next time.